0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: Your source for getting the most out of your affiliate marketing strategies. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Affiliate Marketing Today, hosted by ClickBank. Our hosts will discuss trends, opportunities, and risks that affect affiliate marketers and how to best navigate this challenging profession. The top advertisers, publishers, vendors, super affiliates, and networks meet here every week on Affiliate Marketing Today. Here are your hosts.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Affiliate Marketing Today. This is Molly Lane, and I'm here with my co-host, Beau Blackwell. And today we have a special guest, Danny Eney, and he has actually, he's a marketing strategist and consultant and has actually written for the ClickBank blog in the past on split testing. But today we're thrilled to have him, and he, because he is going to talk to us a little bit about um, recruiting and attracting affiliates to promote your product. So, Danny, thanks for coming, we're thrilled to have you.
3: Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here, thank you very much for having me.
2: Well, thanks so much for joining us, Danny, um, and would you, we'd love if you would just start off and tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you kind of got into this uh, in the industry of internet marketing and what your involvement is, and just maybe a little bit about your background as marketing consultant and strategist.
3: Sure. Well, I've been an entrepreneur for, I like to say, longer than my adult life. I quit school when I was 15 to start my first business, and I've been an entrepreneur and a marketer ever since. Um, my career has kind of taken two parallel paths. In, in one path, I was kind of running my own businesses. Um, that includes startups in the educational technology space and a lot of education-related businesses, a telecommunications firm. So really kind of all over the place. And the other side is where my more steady income kind of came from, which started as a copywriting practice. I've been a writer forever, pretty much. I published a book about effective communication writing a bunch of years ago. And over time, what I found that what I was really bringing my clients that was of the greatest value wasn't the written copy. I mean, copy is important, but any good writer can make it sound good. And what I was really helping my clients figure out was what they should say from a strategy standpoint. Who should their customers be? What should they be delivering to the customers? And how should they be presenting that? So much more than just the written copy. And that evolved into the consultancy that I run today. Um, In an online capacity, that turned into Firepole Marketing, which we launched as a training program for small businesses, entrepreneurs, and non-marketers about a year ago and uh, there's a blog that's been growing very fast since uh, since we launched it about a year ago
2: and and as everyone knows you know a big part of internet marketing is affiliate marketing and um, just, you know, I know we're going to talk a little bit about that in a couple of minutes and, and how to uh, attract and recruit affiliates. But um, just so the audience can get a sense of just kind of you and, and a little bit more of your background, what has your experience been in, in affiliate marketing and working with just different vendors and affiliates?
3: Sure. Well, I've worked, like, I've, I've done affiliate marketing especially earlier on in my career when I was kind of getting my feet wet and learning the ropes for marketing online. It's a lot easier to get started with affiliate marketing than marketing your own product because you don't need to have a product. Um, So I've marketed uh, affiliate product in a variety of niches. Um, We still offer some affiliate offers through FirePool Marketing. We, of course, have our own affiliate program for our training program, which people can read about on FirePool Marketing. Um, Does that more or less answer the question?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, with that said, when you when you were starting early on and, and kind of leading up till now, um, what what are just some tips for people that are just starting out, for uh, people that are just starting in affiliate marketing, um, and maybe just starting as a vendor with their first product? And um, you know, as as you know, uh, ClickBank is we're really focused on long tail digital goods, which is kind of exciting because we have, uh, you know, it's, it's really people from all walks of life really that will, will create products and post them on ClickBank. But a lot of people, you know, just have a passion about something and they'll create a product and, and um, they'll think it's great and awesome and they'll post it on ClickBank and it'll be in the ClickBank marketplace. And then they kind of, a lot of times people kind of get lost, you know, what's the next step? Where do I where do I go to find affiliates to promote this great product that I have? So just to be
3: clear, we're asking about vendors, yeah. right? They've created a Yeah. Product. Close
2: to that. Yep, yeah. Asking about vendors and how they would go about just as first steps really recruiting affiliates. Yeah,
3: well the, the biggest mistake that vendors make, new vendors who are just getting started, is they rely a lot on the marketplace. Right. They put their product together, they put it up there, and they kind of wait for people to come because I mean think about the flip side. Think about if you're the marketer who's out there looking for a product. If you're a savvy marketer, then you're gonna look at what's converting really well. You're going to look at what is hot in the industry. You're gonna look at what is a really good fit with your existing audience. You're not gonna just browse the marketplace and kind of look for, oh, that looks like an interesting offer. Maybe I'll promote that. The people who do that are the people who are just getting started in affiliate marketing. They signed up as an affiliate. They're like, okay, I wanna make some money online. So I'm gonna browse through here. And oh, that looks like an interesting offer. They don't have a list, they don't have an audience, they don't know very much about marketing. And that's fine. I mean, that's where everyone gets started. But if you're looking for affiliates, you're looking for people who have access to an audience that is targeted, that is relevant, who know how to market your stuff. And so you can't just kind of sit back and wait for them to find you. They will eventually, when you start doing really well and you start having a reputation but they're not going to just find you unless you happen to get lucky and you know if you're selling products that help people overcome I don't know insomnia and an insomniac brilliant affiliate marketer just happens to find your product and likes it and then decides to spread the word but that's a very you know there's a lot of randomness and chance that's involved in that so the first thing you need to do is think about who is really well positioned to market and sell your product and that comes down to a few factors one of them is know-how you know, they've got to be good marketers. They've got to know what they're doing. They've got to be familiar with your industry and ideally not just familiar with it in the broad sense, but they're actively involved in the industry, which leads to the third thing, which means which is that they have an audience. They have a list. They have people who are looking for things similar to what you've got to offer. Um, so are we good so far I mean, in terms of who we want to be targeting?
2: Yep, I think so.
3: So that's, so that's who we want to be targeting. The next step is to find them. So let's think about how they would go about promoting whatever products they're promoting. I mean, keep in mind that if they're good marketers, then they're fairly good at getting found. So a tactic they might use is SEO. So you could do a search for whatever keywords are related to your product and see what comes up. And if the guy is good enough to get ranked high in Google and they're promoting a product, they're doing well, maybe that's a good person to approach and say, you know, I've got this product. I think it might be a really good fit for you, for your audience. Would you like to take a look? Um, that's one way to do it. You can look at, you know, who within your community. Mean, I'm assuming if you're selling a product, you're familiar with the industry. You know what's happening in that space. So who are the big players? What are they promoting? Whose stuff are they promoting? Um, There's also a process and a scale that has to be kept in mind. You know, if you're just starting out, you just created your very first product, you don't want to go to the biggest name in your industry and say, hey, I just created this. Can you promote it? Because, I mean, yeah, sure, we hear the occasional magical success story about the guy who did that, and he just had the courage to go and ask, and the guy promoted it, and he became massively successful. But those are few and far between. The truth is that the expert top-level guy in your industry gets approached a lot, and part of the reason why they're the top guy in your industry is that they are careful about what they promote. They're going to want to see validated numbers. Right, they're gonna to wanna to know that it's a good product, they're gonna to wanna to see conversion rates that have been proven by by history, by experience. Right. Find kind of the medium players, players who are doing well enough, they seem to know what they're doing, but you know, they're not huge. We're not looking at lists of a hundred thousand people, we're looking at the guy who's built a list of a couple thousand people, and you know, you can make some sales through him and he's gonna be happy with it. And when you approach, don't be like, Hey, I've got this great opportunity, you can work really hard and make me some money you know I've created a product you seem to have a lot of expertise in the industry you review products you recommend them and I'd really love to know what you think of it would you mind just taking a look I'd be happy to give it to you for free give them the product follow up with them get their feedback and if the feedback is negative or constructive I should say and you know either they don't like the product or they don't think it's gonna sell very well ask them why get their input fix up the product if you come back to them and say, "Look, you've made all these recommendations, and I made all these changes. What do you think of it now?" You're showing them that you're a serious player. You're a person who follows through, who gets things done, and they're going to be much more likely to want to help you. And if they say, "Wow, this is amazing," then you can come back and say, "Well, would you like to help me spread the word? I'd be happy to set you up as an affiliate and split the commission, and so forth." The other right. thing. That you- okay. Sorry. Oh, go I'll ahead. Just say one more thing. The other thing that you might want to think about in approaching new affiliates is how you structure the offer. Um, It might be worthwhile when you approach them and send them the product saying, you know, I've just created this product, I'd love to get your feedback, and I'm hoping that it's going to sell through affiliates like yourself. Now I know you do a lot of affiliate marketing and promoting, and I was hoping you would have a bit of time to tell me first of all what you think of the product, but also from a, a deal structure kind of standpoint. What do you look for in a product? What sort of price points do you like to promote? What affiliate commissions? What sort of incentives would you like the vendor to do or prepare to help you promote their stuff? Get a sense of what they're looking for, so you can provide a really attractive package.
4: Great, yeah, th- yeah. Those are some really interesting uh, points about you know getting getting to know what the affiliate wants rather than what what you think they might want. So that's something that a lot of vendors seem to skip or they just kind of create the most basic product they can and and hope that affiliates will like it, but they haven't actually done any research to see if that's what affiliates in their space want. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, we've got plenty more to come with Danny Eni on um, how to successfully attract and recruit affiliates. So stick around and we'll be right back with more affiliate marketing today.
1: More Affiliate Marketing in action when Affiliate Marketing Today continues. Looking for an affiliate network
0: that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search. Plus, the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility. From emailers to domain redirects, AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia. Stop sending pointless emails late at night to pretend you work harder than everyone else. What well, you should be working with the premier B2B on-air and on-demand podcast network on the web, webmasterradio.fm. Our team will customize your message to reach the affiliate marketers and merchants that access our network every day. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for a consultation today.
4: Try My SEO Tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com.
0: Your virtual webmaster frat house. WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: You're listening to Affiliate Marketing Today, exclusively on
4: WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Okay, and we're back with Affiliate Marketing today, and uh, this is Bo Blackwell. With me is my co-host, Molly Lane, and our guest today is Danny Eney of Firepole Marketing. And uh, we've been talking to Danny about uh, how to to get started in the process as a vendor of finding, um, well, first sort of identifying um, who could promote your offer uh, when you have a product to sell, and then how to go out and find them. Um, and one thing I wanted to ask you about, Danny, is um, what's you know for some people that are just starting out and maybe don't necessarily have a lot of conversion data or history. Um, what's the the bare minimum, I guess, that you think you should go to uh, to people with? You know, is do you need any certain tools pre created like images, banners, you know, suggested keywords? Because I see a lot of people do that, but but there aren't many people that seem to come with much in the way of conversion data or, or real hard stuff that they bring to affiliates.
3: Well, the truth is that when you're starting out, it's very hard to come to the table of conversion data because conversion data requires that you've done a fair amount of marketing, you've done a fair amount of sales. Um, and no, I wouldn't right off the bat go to creating banners or doing keyword research and so forth. I would take a step back and think about who you're approaching and what your strategy is. Like, if your strategy is, you know, this is a long-term play, I'm looking to make a lot of money over the next two to three years, I expect most of the sales to come in through affiliates, then you need to approach a lot of affiliates. And you need to go kind of mass market with this from, a, from an affiliate selection standpoint. And if that's the case, you need to have a very compelling case to take to them. And for that, yeah, you're right. You need a lot of conversion data. And then the truth is, You can't just approach affiliates cold. It's not what any beginning vendor wants to hear, but you've got to do some selling first. You've got to go out there, sell the product, and be able to report back on conversion rates that work. You've also got to kind of see what isn't working and fix it before you take it to affiliates, because if it flops with an affiliate, they're never going to try it again. Now, that's if you're kind of going the mass market. This is a two to three year play. It's big picture. It's worth putting in that time for the first year or so to gather that data. But if marketing is not your strength or it's a different kind of strategy where you're not looking for hundreds of affiliates, you're looking for a few really good ones, then it's like we were talking about before. You've got to go to the affiliate and find the ones that are really good. And there are a few reasons why they would want to promote your stuff or I, I should say two broad categories of reasons. and they, It has to be a bit of both always. One is that they think they can make money. Of course, that has to be the case. They're not gonna do it if it's a losing business venture. But the other is that they like you. You know, some affiliates are really big time. This is what they do for a living. It's strictly by the numbers. They want the best converting offer. And if you're starting out, and you don't have the conversion data, it's really hard to get an affiliate like that interested. The other kind of affiliate is the guy who promotes stuff that or girl the guy or girl who promotes stuff that they're passionate about, that they care about. And if you and you can usually tell, I mean, you know, if they're if they're doing all kinds of, you know, semi-ethical practices, they may not be that passionate, but if they are, you know, writing reviews and blogging and building an audience and people really listen to them, they've built that kind of credibility, then they probably care a lot about their niche and about their audience. So if you can take them your product and show, look, this I built this really good product and I think you're really going to like it. In that case, you don't necessarily need to come with the, the strongest, easy to convert package because they really care about delivering value. And of course, at that point, once they're like, yeah, I might be interested in promoting it, you've got to be hyper responsive about, well, what do you need? How can I make this easy for you? How can we plan this together? And whatever they ask for, you know, deliver it and then some. Um, there's something else I want to talk about we, we touched on it a little bit in terms of kind of tailoring the offer to fit the affiliate but something that's very important to keep in mind especially with affiliates who have uh, an established audience that they're going to promote stuff to is deal value right I mean if you're you know let's say you price your product at 30 bucks or whatever it is and it's a 50% payout so they get $15 out of that 30 bucks there are a few numbers that come into play to determine whether, um, whether an offer is going to be cost effective and profitable for an affiliate. Of course, one of them is conversion rates. Um, another one is the, the value of the deal. And another one is the cost to acquire a customer. Now, if they have, or the cost to acquire a prospect, I should say, if their methods remain more or less the same, you know, they're advertising on AdWords or they're promoting to a list that they're growing incrementally over time in a certain way, their cost to acquire a prospect is going to be more or less the same. And then the two dynamic, two variables that come into play are conversion rates and, uh, and deal value. Now, your conversion rate is not going to be spectacular right out of the gate. I mean, sure, again, you can get lucky, but... A really great conversion rate takes testing, tweaking, and all the split testing that we wrote about in that article. And so you want your deal value to be large enough for there to be a bit of a margin for error for them. And to say, you know, if it'll cost me 5 to $10 to make a sale, well, I'm going to get 20 bucks out of the deal, so there's more than enough to account for a margin. And so it's important. This is something I think that... Uh, a lot of vendors overlook, they kind of think about the product, they price it, think about potentially what they want in their pocket, but they don't think about, what the because the, the affiliate is the one who's incurring a lot of the cost of sale. So it's worthwhile to talk to affiliates about, you know, if you were to promote this, you know, I haven't decided on a final pricing yet, what do you think is an appropriate pricing that would be good for your audience and would be good for you?
4: Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, the, you're absolutely right. That's something that not, not a lot of vendors, um, you know, they, they think about it, like you said, from their own perspective rather than from the other side of the equation. Um, wh- what do you think about uh, vendors that provide sort of different deal structures, whether it's um, recurring commissions for affiliates, you know, on a, on a continuity product or giving an affiliate a cut of upsells that they might get. Um, you, you know, does that factor into that or, or um, is that something that you, you kind of worry about further down the line once you've got your, your business up and running pretty well?
3: Um, I mean, look, offering commissions on upsells and stuff is great if you have upsells and stuff, right? If you're starting a vendor and you don't have anything like that, then you know, no use crying over spilled milk. But in terms of how to structure the deal, you know, do you give a big chunk up front? Do you give a percentage of continuity on an ongoing basis? It's a function of a few things. One is the numbers have to work for you as the vendor. Um, And there are things that you can afford to do when you've got a lot of conversion data that you can't afford to do when you don't. Like, just as an example, let's say you're selling a six-month program that costs $100 a month. And you're just starting out, so you don't really know how many people are going to buy it or stick through all the way. But you're going to guesstimate that they're going to stick through an average of four months. So the average customer is worth 400 bucks. So you can say that everyone gets, all the affiliates that is, they get 50% of each month, so $50 a month for as long as people stick. Or you know that each customer is worth $400, so you can give them $200 up front. $200 is more attractive for a lot of affiliates. I mean, They don't know how long it's going to take, how long you're going to be in the business. There's a lot of question marks. You know, A lot of them want to get in, kind of get their money and move on to the next campaign. But what if you're wrong about your math? What if you think it's $400, but it turns out to be $300? Or it turns out to be a little less? And there's the cash flow issue as well. You've got to spend the $200 up front for the affiliate, but it takes months for you to get that money back. So you can, in theory at least, you can make yourself and the affiliates the best possible deal when you have a lot of data. You know exactly how many sales come in. You know down to the decimal what percentage stick through over time. But you just can't afford that. So when you're just starting out, assuming your pockets are not very deep, you've got to do what is conservative and safe for you. You can't take on that kind of risk. Um, And that ties your hands a little bit in terms of being able to structure the deal however you want. Now, that being said, if you have the flexibility to structure it however you want, you you have all the data, you have all the knowledge, you can afford the risk, etc., then again, it comes down to the preference of the affiliate. There are some people who are confident in their ability to sell. They are in it for the long haul. They've been affiliates for years. They're collecting residuals. Part of their strategy is not to kind of, they don't need a lot of money today. They're doing fine. But they want to create a lot of residuals so that over time they've got a lot of money coming in. Others want more money right now. So it's going to depend a lot on the affiliate. And what it is that they're looking for. And again, it comes down to when you're starting out, you're not going to get hundreds of affiliates. You're going to get a few, and you need to do everything you can so they do well. And you can use them as a case study to go to other affiliates and say, look, my affiliates are doing so well, you should join and be one of them. Um, so you've really got to tailor your approach not to kind of the mass of affiliates and what you think they're going to want, but the few good ones that you're going to work really hard to get and retain and what is gonna be really attractive to them.
2: Great. Well, it's definitely some, some good information, Danny, that I think um, that our, th- I think our vendors will definitely find valuable. And we are actually gonna take a quick break, but we will be right back after this with Danny Eney to talk a little bit more about how to attract and recruit affiliates.
1: More affiliate marketing in action when Affiliate Marketing Today continues.
3: Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs.
0: Learn, optimize, connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. From domains to digital marketing, social media to blogging, you can reach this broad audience by using what you're listening to now reach the thousands of internet marketers that download and listen live to the premier on-air and on-demand podcast network, webmasterradio.fm, with the internet marketing channel. Our ad campaigns are fully integrated with multiple avenues of exposure, from slick, effective 30-second commercials to detailed, informative 30-minute town hall meetings. Expose your products and services to listeners. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports.
1: eBrands.
0: Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators.
1: eBrands.
0: Twitter management app, analytics and mobile site generators.
1: E-Brands
0: Let E-Brands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm, moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere.
1: You're listening to Affiliate Marketing Today, exclusively on
4: webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Okay, and we're back with more Affiliate Marketing Today with our guest, Danny Eaney. Um, And Danny, you've been talking about um, how vendors need to get uh, really active in in going out and recruiting affiliates, which is, is a big mistake that a lot of people don't make, you know, vendors think they They take the uh, field of dreams mentality of if you build it they will come and <laughs> that just isn't really the case unless like you said they get really lucky um uh, you know how far do you think it's worth taking that do you do you subscribe to um the technique that some people use of actually going to events and trying to recruit affiliates face-to-face? Do you think that's something that's that's better kind of once you're more established, or do you think that's a good way to, to shortcut the process and, and start getting people, um, you know, getting connected with good affiliates quicker?
3: Um, well, I'll start by saying that I don't believe in shortcuts. Shortcuts don't exist. Any results you want to get are a function of three things time that you invest, money that you invest, and luck. And since we can't control luck, that just kind of happens to us, it's a function of time and money. When you go to an event, like a convention or something, you're at least in theory putting in a lot of time in a concentrated amount of, like a concentrated window. I mean, you know, if you're there three days, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., that's like a lot of time. And you're spending a fair amount of money to get there. Now, that being said, you're kind of... You're, you're constricting the window of when things can happen to those three days. You've got to be really active, really out there, build relationships, build connections. And it comes down to the questions of what are you comfortable with? What does your schedule and budget allow? And what are you good at? Some people, you know, you put them in a room with a bunch of strangers and half an hour later, the whole room is their best friend. They're great at making those connections. They're great at making sales. And if that's you, then yeah go to the conventions, go to the conferences, make connections with people. If that's not you, then maybe that's not what you should be doing. You don't have to do that. I'll give you an example. with our. We did a closing launch of Firepole Marketing. It was just open, our training program. Anyone could sign up at any time. And on September 1st, we took it off the market. So it's going to be one of those products that kind of open up for a week for new enrollment, maybe a couple times a year. And so we did a big launch leading up to that close. And we had a fair amount of affiliates. I think at last count, we have 45 or 50 affiliates, something like that. And so where did they come from? Well, for the six months prior, I've been guest posting all over the internet. We've invited a lot of people to guest post on Firepool Marketing. And every single person that we guest posted for and who guest posted for us was invited to become an affiliate, right? So first we built the relationship, we created value, we corresponded by email, and then we invited them. We didn't just kind of blanket them with, hey, join me. So, I mean, you can do that and it's time intensive or you can go to the conference and it's time intensive, but like, you know, there's no shortcut. You can't go to a conference and leave a little flyer on every desk and hope that, you know, a lot of people call you the following week. You've got to go and build the relationships one way or the other, whether you do it online, through blog, through Twitter, through email, or you do it in person. And it comes down to who are you targeting? Um... What have you got to offer? How credible are you? And that comes down to, you know, when you're trying to impress someone with marketing, there are kind of two factors. And and this is marketing, right? You are marketing to affiliates. Like you can't pretend that you're not. You have to get affiliates to join and promote your stuff. That's just like getting someone to buy your stuff, to make a sale. It's marketing. Mm-hmm. Great point. So there's two, there's two functions. One is... Um, kind of how compelling your message is and, you know, conversion rates and numbers and your passion, they all go into making your message compelling. And the other one is share of voice. So on the when you go to a conference, on the one hand, you know, your message can be a lot more compelling because you're in person, you can talk, you can be dynamic. But on the other hand, there's another 2,000 people there. So your share of voice drops a lot. Whereas if you're intensively over time emailing and creating content and corresponding and so forth, It's not as compelling with any individual message. You've got to do it for a lot longer. But most people don't take that approach because they want the kind of quick win kind of thing. So your share of voice is a lot higher. So it comes down to where can you tweak that ratio so that your share of voice is comparatively the highest and your message is comparatively the most compelling.
2: Got it. Well, great. Well, we just have a couple of minutes left. So as we're wrapping up and, and before we go, Danny, I just wanted, I know you recently launched a product and I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and hear a little bit more about your product and how that launch is going. And, um, and I guess any just final words for our audience.
3: For sure. Um, well, Firepole Marketing, just to tell a little bit about the program, it is a marketing training program for small businesses, entrepreneurs, and non-marketers. Basically, um, Peter, my partner, and myself, we both consult for businesses and entrepreneurs in the 0 to 10 employee range. And we found that you know while it's a great niche and we enjoy working with them, and there's plenty of them that are doing very well and can afford our rates, there's also a lot of people in that niche that cannot afford to pay a consultant or a coach the thousands of dollars it costs to work with us. And they don't necessarily need like a strategist at my level. What they need is someone who can really hold their hand and walk them through the basics of business and marketing the right way. And I say the right way because marketing is one of those things that everyone who's read a book or taken a course thinks they understand, but most people don't really get it and they don't understand how to do it very well. And so we developed this course, which is a week by week course. Every week they get a lesson for six months that teaches them everything they need to know about marketing to do it really well with action steps and homework so that they spend a few hours each week. And by the end of those six months, the results are spectacular. I mean, the kind of feedback we get from our students is that, you know, I joined the program five months ago and the last three months are the first ones out of the red, stuff like that. And that's exactly what we're going for. Um... And so this program was just kind of available. Anyone could sign up and sales were good, but we decided we wanted to take it off the market for a bunch of reasons. Part is that we want to be able to open it and say, you know, we're opening it for a week. People should jump in. There's the scarcity. There's the urgency. It gets everyone to sign up at the same time, which means we can work with students in a slightly more structured kind of way. And it allows us to make changes to the content and upgrade stuff based on feedback between cycles. So that was our launch kind of, making sure everybody knew that this is what's happening. It's closing. If you want it, you have to get in by September 1st. And that involved reaching out to all our affiliates, some of whom were very active. We had reviews on a lot of major sites like Freelance Switch, like Blogtrepreneur, and a bunch of others. I wrote, um, I think it was 19 guest posts that went live over the course of about two and a half weeks. Um, so that's basically, I wrote a book. I <laughs> <Hey, laughs> spread over yeah. all these wow. posts. <laughs> Um, and there was a lot of stuff going on, and it comes down to you, you really need to kind of be everywhere, You that sense of ubiquity. And we were very discriminating in terms of the marketing. We weren't trying to get everyone, because making a business work for real is hard work, and it's not an overnight thing, regardless of what some internet gurus like to promise, you know, my magic system that, you know, will get money to spit out of your CD-ROM drive. It doesn't work that way. And we can show people how to get really great results, but they've got to do the work. And we didn't want students who would get excited by the hype, by our program, and then not do the work. And then, you know, six months later, we open the course again. And we can't say that the majority, the vast majority of our students have spectacular results, which they do, because, you know, we have all these lazy people not doing anything, which is not what we want. So we were very discriminating, and we got a lot of the students that we really, really want, which was fantastic.
4: Okay, well thanks Danny. That was a that sounds like a really great product and and can people just go to firepolemarketing.com to to get on your list if they want to hear more from you or if they're interested in in signing up next time you open it up?
3: Yeah, absolutely. If they go to firepolemarketing.com, they'll find at the top right little box where they can put in their name and email address. They'll get our free video course on how to make more money with any business website or blogs in under 30 days without spending more money hiring more staff or doing anything else that is dramatically more work
4: cool well that sounds like a great uh, great reason to sign up and and then once the course is back open we definitely recommend checking that out so thanks for joining us today danny and uh we will be back next week with more affiliate marketing today so for my co-host molly lane this is bo blackwell thanks for listening